Greetings, and welcome to Season 2 of the Loaded Cart Podcast. Join us as we go on a magical journey through the craziness that is video games and the gaming industry. In this week's episode, we talk about our favorite games of 2018. Happy New Year. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome once again to the Loaded Card Podcast. What a year. It's the end of 2018. Chop and I are here to uh, bring you our amazing <laughs> top five and most disappointing of 2018. I am Paul of What's While Playing Today. With me as always is Dan, otherwise known as Chop the Viking. What's up, dude? Yeah, it's been a year. Yeah, that's so, that's kind of why the heavy pause there for a second. Year of absolute crazy for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Instead yeah. of one, you've multiplied your children by three. Yep, basically. Man. Uh, so how you been man how's uh how's vacation going so far yeah it's funny enough it is the second day of vacation i love this because i get two weeks off it's Yay. it's a day <laughs> been up to anything fun on your vacation or have any big fun plans of i've, I've got some i've got some plans i'm supposed to go to have you been to texas state brazil uh not that specific restaurant, but I have been to other Brazilian steakhouses and they a, are a, amazing. They have meat heralds. That's all I'm going yes. to say. They herald the meat, they, then they, they bring you the meat. They basically carry, carry around meat and swords and chop it for you on your plate. <laughs> so before I go further, let me say that Texas Day Brazil has not paid us to give this review. I just love the restaurant that much. Yeah, yeah. $45, they give you all the meat you can handle. Yeah. You have, you have a little button. That you gently flip over when you yeah. no longer wish for meat. You, you basically have have they give you this little coaster essentially, and it, usually it's like green on one side and red on the other. And yep. if it's green, every server in the building Bring will stop by your table and they'll just be like, "Here's steak. Here's yes. lamb. Here's goat. Here's pork. Here's, here's short ribs. <laughs> Do you want sausage? <laughs> like, they they have they have a, a salad bar, but I don't know why. Don't waste your time. Don't do that. I, I didn't even know that there was one until we were just about to leave. And the funny part is, is usually the salad bars at those places are freaking enormous. The, they were, it was huge. Like I actually walked over like, what, what is, oh, that's actually pretty impressive. I don't want any of it, but I like yeah. the fact that it's there. But yeah, like everything they have is amazing. And like. We. Yeah. I've got reservations at 5.15 on Thursday and I'm going with a bunch of people from work and it's going to be delightful because I'm never going to eat again. I'll probably <laughs> die. Nice, nice. <laughs> uh, other than that, um, going to a Monsters game on the 5th, which is fun. For those unfamiliar, the, the Monsters, they're uh, AHL affiliate, yeah, for the okay. uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. Yeah, I was going to say, ours is uh, Gwinnett gladiators i think is the local like double a affiliate <laughs> gotcha these are like one one off from the majors like the the farm team for the farm team the, the farm team 
Is well, no, they, yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is just basically if, if they need to recover or they need to pull somebody up from the miners, that's where they grab them from. Yeah, indeed, indeed. So other than that, it's just going to be video games, yeah, lots yeah. and lots of video games. I, I plan on trying to climb my way out of platinum and into diamond in Overwatch, but I've only got like nine days left. Uh oh, got to get on top of that then, because the Bastards at Blizzard decided that, hey, over the holidays, no one wants to play competitive anyway. Let's end the season then. Fuck you. (laughs) Nice. Yeah, they've been... uh, They've been in the news lately. Yeah, a little bit. Instead of... So I know that we have... Do you you want to go into what we're playing first? Do you want to go dip in the news? Let's... Well, we can pretty quickly cover what we've been playing, I think. Fair enough. Go for it. So... For me, it's been pretty simple. I've been playing Elite Dangerous because uh, the Beyond Chapter 4 popped out, which is the eighth expansion for the Horizon DLC, which is absolutely insane. Yeah, so, I haven't uh, touched it in over a year now. Yeah. Oh, it's it's a completely different game now. Like that that's, doesn't that's how me. scary some of this stuff is. Uh, the other cool thing, so it has a bunch of weird stuff in it. Like there's, they completely overhauled the mining system. They completely oh, nice. overhauled exploration and the way it works. Interesting. Uh, they're working on the mission boards and like fixing the way missions do. And they have follow-on missions now. So as you do stuff for people, like they're kind of adding some plot-ish things to the game, but not really. Finally, so it's still very, still very sandboxy, and you, here's you, you kind of make your own fun in the game, but at the same yeah. time, there's a lot more to do now, and they've even added mechanics to the game where mining can technically create gold rushes. Like right now, oh. there are, are things you can find in certain areas that are called void opals that are mm-hmm. inside of asteroids, and you have to like literally just blow an asteroid apart to get to them because of the way the new mining system works um you actually can like make fissures in an asteroid and then lob up basically a nuke into it and blow it up and then harvest all the stuff that is in the core that doesn't seem dangerous at all and and that's where you get your void opals but so what people noticed is that you know most stations are paying you know 1600 1500 there's 16,000 or 15,000 credits for uh, one ton of opals, which is one inventory space, basically. Right. But there's a couple of places where, for some reason, they're paying like 15 million per ton. Damn. So people are like loading up, going way out of their way to find these couple of stations that are paying this and just, you know, making a hundred million credits in one inventory load of space, of, you know, space opals or whatever. And hmm. uh, people like reported this as a bug to uh, Frontier and were like, uh, is this supposed to be like this? And Frontier is basically like, yeah, it's functioning as designed. Uh, as more and more people sell opals there, it just happens to be a perfect storm in these couple systems that they mm. they need them for this price. And as more people unload them, the price will plummet. Uh, and then mm. you know maybe you might find other other deals like this somewhere else for that's, other minerals. That's how economy works. Yeah, but it just happened to be like this perfect storm of things, and people are like freaking out because it's like, oh my god, there are now literal gold rushes. 
hmm. in the game because sometimes cool. these things will be worth extra ridiculous amounts of money and you can exploit it legally like because yeah. it's not an exploit it's just it's playing the economy in the what is referred to as the background simulation of uh elite dangerous which has been really fun nice nice and then so the other two games i've been playing real quick are subnautica because epic gave it to us it did yes which is awesome like for the epic game store and i wish it was free i wish it was multiplayer yes that's that is probably, the only thing missing yeah it, it's a, a very beautiful game and yeah i was watching you play it it's been a lot of fun yeah paul's watching me last night because the other game that i wanted to play they're are having some issues <laughs> they, they just launched yesterday and it's an absolute nightmare for yeah, them we'll talk about that later <laughs> uh but yeah so i was playing some subnautica and yeah it, it's it's fun it's been cool and then the other game i've been playing is a mobile phone game still and i think we talked about this last time called golf mm-hmm. battle mm-hmm. um and it's like a weird putt-putt game for yeah. your phone and it's been fun i've just been goofing off with it you know 20 minutes here and there it's a pooping game yeah basically it, it's a pooping game so what about you you have been playing you know like half your own catalog i have an extensive list yes um <laughs> obviously overwatch i've been trying to climb my way out of fucking gold pardon my language or don't i don't care um so i also recently got a switch so i've been playing octopath traveler breath of the wild a smaller title that's on the switch e-store mercenary saga chronicles pretty good game if you're familiar with um final fantasy tactics it's very much like that kind of strategy rpg i also picked up um if you're if you're we're all if you were at all familiar with ftl uh the creators of that made a new game called Into the Breach. And it's been pretty cool so far. You basically are trying to go back in time to make sure that you're... Um, it's similar to the premise of Terminator, except with mechs. Yeah, it's a turn-based strategy game. Yes. Yes. Pretty fun. Wait, Enjoyable. It's cool. Yeah. Uh, and PUBG. Uh, other Dan and I have been playing it a lot recently. And um, the... I'm surprised and impressed with the updates that they've been making. They, the net code's been tighter. There's, I haven't been dying to desync. A um, couple of new maps came out, really cool maps, and uh, some new vehicles, new weaponry. It's been they've been doing a lot to make it not shit. <laughs> uh, nice, I think. Yeah, it's been fun. Uh, Dead by Daylight. Also, if you're familiar with not familiar with that, it is an asynchronous multiplayer game. One person plays a killer, and four other people play people who are trying to escape from the killer. Uh, they've got some pretty cool killers, like Mike Myers is in there, Freddy Krueger, Leatherface, um, the hillbilly that was with Leatherface. I don't remember a lot of uh, um, text chainsaw massacre, but there's a ton of killers in there, including the pig-headed lady from the Saw films which I thought was kind of neat. Nice. Um, and also Far Cry 5, which is a sneaky good game. I didn't play it before, but I thoroughly enjoyed what I played of it. Yeah, and uh, based on the Game uh, game Awards a couple of weeks ago at this point, a couple months ago? Months ago? Yeah. I don't know. It was, it was a little while ago, Yeah, uh, especially by the time this is going to come out. Yeah. Um, the next Far Cry game is actually going to be a direct sequel of Far Cry 5, which is yes. kind of interesting. Uh, unfortunately, it kind of spoiled the the ending yeah, of Far Cry 5 for me. <laughs> but uh, yeah. honestly, I'd love to play that with you if you end up getting it because oh, I feel I, like... I 
the co-op would be curious about a uh far cry no no i'm talking about far cry 5 oh far cry 5 uh yeah would recommend definitely consider it yeah it's it's you can play that whole game you play the whole game co-op yeah i was playing it with a buddy of mine i play overwatch with and thorough enjoyment because honestly the crazy stuff that happens sharing that experience with someone makes it 10 times funnier nice yeah i i can imagine with some of the craziness that goes on in that yeah game. like what i ended up hitting a bear with a car the bear launched off into one of the cultist vehicles and the cultist vehicle exploded because of bear so when when reno and i were sitting in the car together and the we hit the we hit the bear we both kind of stopped it for a second and watched it happen because the explosion that ensued we both just you lost it i bet just a solid five to ten minutes of laughter where neither of us could breathe it was incredible i wish i'd been streaming it unfortunately i did not it was just kind of an offline game anyway that is it for my list of games i can remember currently playing (laughs) nice nice all right so do we want to dig into the news now and which one are we starting with i feel like we should start with the non-giant list of issues surrounding fallout 76 and uh blizzard because we already kind of discussed that a little bit a little bit yeah because there's Uh, been a little bit of ridiculousness surrounding blizzard and activision and all of that crap specifically most recently um as of friday the 21st there was an article from uh, gamesindustry.biz saying that over 100 blizzard staff were accepting buyouts in uh, the cork ireland customer service um they're just trying to basically say here here's a year's worth of pay just go away now because we're trying to cut costs that's yeah, the summary of it. Yeah, they're essentially just shutting down their Ireland customer service mm-hmm. people, which is, you know, crazy. It's not development, but at the same time, they're also dropping esports support and all co- and they're pulling way back on their updates for Heroes of the Storm. Yeah, basically which- Heroes of the Storm is down to a skeleton crew is basically what has been yeah talked about and yeah so there's basically not going to be professional esports for heroes of the storm anymore because companies aren't going to invest into a game that's not being supported by its developer pretty much yeah and uh yeah which is which kind of makes me worry about overwatch because with overwatch league coming up in february is this going to be the final season possibly see that's that's a very weird thing to talk about because i could talk about the same thing with uh vainglory esports because vainglory they the company that owns them sunk a ton of money not this past year but the one before like 2017 into trying to build a big esports scene around their game Mm -hmm. and then last year decided like to massively cut back and like Cloud9 won the first world championship in Vainglory. They did this, not have a team the next year because... This is my surprised face. Yeah. Because Cloud9. Uh, yeah. the, the, the thing it's that makes me worry a little less about Overwatch League is that they just expanded four more teams. Yes. So, I mean, it, it definitely seems like they see that as a good investment, and it's probably because the external people like, like Cloud9 and mm-hmm. the Immortals... Yeah. It, 
are just pumping money into the system. Yeah, because, I, don't, I don't see that going anywhere because they're basically yet, franchised, it's, like it's they're franchises. Consuming. So yeah. yeah, they are. Like the 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 only reason that they have like city names is because what well, they needed an arbitrary place to keep the location. Yeah, which um honestly it also gives the players something to play for. There's yeah. some pride going on because I know that uh, Unco and uh, Soon both transferred to the Paris League as, Paris team as soon as it opened because yeah. they're both from France. Well, and it's it's also it's also interesting because as part of the franchising, they don't allow the teams to keep their team name basically. So like yeah. the London Spitfire are owned by Cloud9. It is right, a Cloud9 right. team. Yes. And like there's another team based out of California called the Immortals and which they, I think is the LA Gladiators. Yes, they have an LA they have the LA esports I think team. The Gladiators. Yeah, but they also they weren't allowed to use the name Immortals. And yeah, just absolute craziness. <laughs> but yeah, I, there's no telling. Hopefully, the the fact that it is franchised, it will, you know, be more stable for Overwatch. But it, you know, if they have a bad year, if you know viewership starts dropping, you'd never know what Activision's going to do at this point because it's basically that's what you're starting to see and what people are afraid of is that this is this is the effects of activision putting financial pressure basically on blizzard like you yeah. turn a profit i, like, I take it back by the way it's actually the valiant not the uh okay. gladiators just a small clarification uh, i don't know what the team name is i just remember they were mad because they couldn't use the name immortals which is really sad because i'm a big supporter of the valiant yes but then they were also mad because a Apparently, the fact that they owned the Valiant is what kept them from getting a franchise with League of Legends when League of Legends franchised last year. That is really irritating. I wonder why. No one knows. Like huh. they didn't. They didn't have a big sports backing because most of the other people, pair, with a couple of rare exceptions, uh, they teamed up with big sports franchises. Yeah, like and, the NBA had was huge in that. Yeah, there's six or seven of the ten teams in North American LCS are paired up with either major league baseball team or owners of an nba team yeah because i know that uh the guy who owns oh he's he's out of uh he's out of texas somewhere i can't remember his name the mavericks uh, guy i think so i can't i swear to god i can't remember his name. mark cuban yes yeah he bought into huge into esports yes there's a lot of people that have uh rick fox sure, I think too. rick fox is a primary owner of uh one of the a big esports franchise called I Echo Michael, Fox. I think Michael Jordan fairly recently did so too. Yeah. Uh I think Shaquille O'Neal is a part owner of Echo Fox now too. Like there's Doesn't there's a bunch me. of them. There's uh the Yankees teamed up with someone with one of the LCS teams. Uh mm -hmm. the there's a team called FlyQuest which is owned by the owner of the Milwaukee Bucks. Um <laughs> the Golden Guardians are owned by the Golden State Warriors. <laughs> surprise surprise yeah there's there's a bunch of them like it's just it's really funny like just how much money these teams are dumping into them it it does make me happy to see though because seeing traditional sports start to blend with esports and people actually taking esports seriously because of it is just it warms my heart because i've been a huge proponent of obviously just overwatch league in general but also i've been taking a look at uh, Preston P serves the storm, and uh, <laughs> and uh, the st some of the StarCraft uh, tournaments that are still being held. Yeah. And I, I remember like one of the guys that I, I 
one of the probably the biggest person on Twitch right now underneath Ninja is Shroud. And he was huge in the CSGO scene. Like yeah. he was uh, an alternate on Cloud9. Speaking, but, of, yeah. speaking of Cloud9. <laughs> yeah, speaking of Cloud9. But yeah, the Shroud is just one of the most influential people on Twitch and was huge in esports and all that fun stuff. Yeah. Played PUBG professionally for a little while too. Yeah. And speaking of esports in general, uh, so there's been a big growth lately in college esports. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Missouri is the first SEC team to have an esports program, which is pretty awesome. One. Yeah, that is cool. That's that, I mean, it just shows that it's getting more and more legitimized. If the yeah. well, one these colleges are just desperate to get more people to come to their school, <laughs> but you know whatever they can use to get people there, right? Uh, yeah. But yeah, but just the fact that in like a huge SEC school or you know a huge main conference school mm-hmm. has uh, is starting to get into esports. It's only a matter of time till the other ones do too. And then yeah. who knows what kind of craziness will start going on. Oh, well, um, some craziness was like Georgia became yes one of the first states, uh, first of five states in the U.S. to organize high school esports programs. For crying out loud! Yeah, so that's I just found out about this this past week because the Georgia Game Developers Association had their mm-hmm. like monthly or their their annual end of year announcements and craziness for their last big meeting. Um, and one of the things they talked about is that they've been working with the state legislature and stuff to organize high school esports in Georgia and they're one of the first five states in the country to start up a esports program for their high schools which is kind of cool unfortunately the one that my kids are going to is not there yet um the there's two nearby though there's one in Marietta and there's two in Paulding County which is like literally one of them it's like five minutes down the road for me, which is kind of funny because I nice. live out in the middle of nowhere. Um, yep. But the first first game they started with, which they tested at the end of last year from basically like October until now was uh, mm-hmm. League of Legends because it's one of the biggest games in the history of games. Um, but this starting in January, they are going to have three games that they are supporting, which is League of Legends, Smite, which is not surprising because it's made by High Res Studios in Alpharetta, Georgia, right. and Rocket League, which also is not surprising because that's also a very popular game and is lends very, very well to esports, especially nice. viewing. Because, I mean, it's... Yeah. It's very intense, hyperactive. Like there's all <laughs> kinds of action going on. There's very little stoppage. It's hard not to enjoy a game watching yeah. it. it when playing it, it made me very ill, and I had to go throw up. So I had to send it back. But <laughs> oh, I, I, yeah. But it's a very viewer friendly game because everyone Absolutely. knows soccer. Yep. I mean, you know basically what's going on. There's very the little. You, you don't have to learn like. I mean, that's the downside of League of Legends is you have to learn like of the lane minions and what are towers and mm-hmm. what are all these crazy abilities everyone has. Like, no, you have a car, you have power ups, you have boost, you can jump in the air and you hit a ball into a net. Like, boom, done. It's, everyone it's very simple. That. Yeah, <laughs> it's a very simple game with a very yeah. like a high skill ceiling, a huge like there's this this huge disparity between skills. It's amazing to watch. It's so much fun and yeah. just boom. If, if, 
if you can tense action I'll, I'll probably try to include one in the show show notes like a highlight reel of one of the higher end players like doing crazy stuff in the game but like if you can it's willing to go like just go out of your way and like search for it on youtube because some of it is insane some of the weird stuff that they do and some mm -hmm. of it looks like it's just complete bs and like oh yeah no they they are like that good at anticipating where the ball is going to go and have just played the game that much but it just looks like they're just randomly flipping through the air and then they just ping it in at the last second by luck and it's just like no it's they're they're just that crazy it's it's how i feel watching overwatch league when i'm in the there's let's see there's there's bronze silver gold platinum diamond master grandmaster top 500 those are the eight ranks I'm hovering in the the bell curve. I'm at the top of the bell curve with uh, gold and so I'm, I'm hovering in gold and platinum. And watching people in top 500 GM professional league players pull some of the stuff off that they pull off. <sighs> like I feel like I'm in, I'm in over my head. Obviously, like just yeah. watching this stuff, watching Kefri pop off with a five headshot, like five out of six of the, their team is now dead because of one person. Yeah, there, I, I can definitely like sympathize with that because there have been some things in League of Legends that you see in some of these amazing highlight things that like it's not just that it randomly happened one day like this. Some of these happen on stage in front of a giant audience, like mm -hmm. live in professional competition. And mm -hmm. like the two that I can think of that are great are there's uh, one that Pobelter, not Pobelter, uh, it was Wild Turtle did where he was down in the bot lane and the he didn't know that the enemy was in the bush right nearby so dude flashes out fires a skill shot at him in less than half a second wild turtle flashed out of the way hmm. like a half a second from this guy popping out of the bush like instantly popping out of the bush mm -hmm. he instantly popped out of the way in less than half a second like how how did you register one where he was coming from to react that quickly and three actually react correctly and not just like spaz out and you know flash into a wall and die that's, that's just muscle memory <laughs> that really is just muscle memory yeah and then the other really crazy one is there's a, a breakdown of uh one of what is the guy who's considered basically the best league of legends player that's probably ever lived so far which is this uh korean player named faker who in a game like he does this thing and it doesn't look all that impressive but he does this like little weird juke outplay but when you break it down he used six different commands in a two second window to outplay the dude hmm. including like three different abilities like it's like how how <laughs> like <laughs> this doesn't that's, that's make having reaction training. time that quick and yeah. and just being able to strategically because it's not like he's face rolling a keyboard he's intentionally no. moving and yeah. doing this stuff and it's like how do you like i i could never do that like i know that i would never be on that that playing field like yeah i'm with you that's why I like esports because you get to see these guys who are, you know, it's all like football. Like if you're mm -hmm. watching football or basketball, these guys are way better than you are ever going to be at this game. Yeah, and they're, they're playing, and it's fun. Yeah, just watching watching Agilities pop off with Genji, yeah. pull his weeb stick out, and start delivering all kinds of weeby justice. <laughs> yeah, 
And that's what I think is funny about the people that are like, oh, esports aren't real sports. It's like, yeah, you do that. Yeah, I dare you to do that right now. <laughs> go go right now, play this game at the same competitive level that Agilities or Custa or, Pick or yeah, or Effect is doing. Yeah. No, you can't do that. You play Candy Crush at this skill level. Do yeah. it, dude. Come on. <laughs> I, I dare you. I dare you. I fucking dare you right now to go. Let me watch you do it. Stream it on Twitch. I'll watch. Yeah. I'll watch you take on Agilities or or Fitzy or Effect or Dante. You're not going to. You're going to get spanked and it's going to be funny because you're going to run home crying to mama. Yeah. Indeed. Indeed. So yeah I think let's, it's let's let's transition away from the fun esports talk and and talk about the other major news thing that we wanted to talk about that we we feel that we have to talk about at this point because we're just like we have what to talk about, like, we're, we're planning this <laughs> we're just like we have to talk about this don't we it's like i mean yeah. it's we could do do a whole podcast just on this ridiculous shit alone because we kind of talked about it a little bit in the last episode uh when we were like talking about people you know developers big studios losing touch with their players and yeah, what their fans yeah. want mm-hmm. and uh th- this section is just called wtf bethesda because no offense to bethesda but essentially like since e3 it's just been a giant train wreck and i'm sorry a little offense to bethesda let's be honest here maybe maybe though i i did hear something really great tonight when i was kind of like refreshing my memory on some of these things and a, a guy pointed out the fact that uh todd howard actually made a joke at e3 about how that he read on the internet somewhere that bethesda games have bugs in them mm-hmm. and then they released fallout 76 mm-hmm. and it's just kind of like dude really like i don't think you have feet left anymore because you shot them too many times this year. You sure don't have a leg to stand on. <laughs> so if if you're unfamiliar with this crazy saga, because you buckle yourself in for one, but so for- E3, they announced they announced Fallout 76. It's gonna be yep. their first big multiplayer game made by Bethesda. Uh it's supposed to be the future of Fallout. It's supposed to be four times bigger than Fallout 4. And then some stuff started kind of bubbling to the surface, made people go like, wait, what? Like, there are not going to be NPCs in the game, but not there, at all. there are robot NPCs? There there are, are some, but there, I don't there think there are, are any human NPCs. And there are dead NPCs that leave you hollow tapes instead of actually interacting with you, which Checks is like, out. yeah, that, that's a little funky. Um, but then they they the game drops into a beta test, and it's the beta test is like you know break everything some it, it, they had some silly acronym for what beta meant and it was you know come break our servers basically is what they were trying to do um, it wasn't a beta test it was a stress test yes it was basically a stress test and people so th- this is something that's been a you know problematic and we should do an episode on beta testing at some point in time mm-hmm. because it 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 has become something of a problem in this industry lately. What, what you mean? Uh, you mean early access titles? No, the fact that when people say they're baiting testing something, they're not actually beta testing it anymore. No, not at all. They're at that point. They're just stress testing. Like early access is beta testing. Yes, that's that was the joke. Yeah. Uh, but so they released this beta, and it's super glitchy, and there's Terrible. just weird stuff going on with it, like. There's no field of vision, field of view slider, which 
can be really problematic for some people because apparently <laughs> Uh, the it was locked at, at a field of view that was really claustrophobic and yes. gave people massive headaches and like and vertigo. Yeah, real like crazy vertigo issues and yeah, ridiculousness. Uh, and then the other weird thing people noticed is that the game's physics were tied to your frame rate, so it was frame rate locked so that the physics wouldn't go all crazy because mm -hmm. if you if you could tweak it, which people figured out how to do, of course, because yeah. That's what people files. do. People, that's what people do is they hack Bethesda games because that's the whole point of a modding community. Yeah. Um, and yes, there are Fallout seventy six mods already. There, they were yeah. Fallout seventy six mods in the beta, I think, which is kind yes, of yes, there were. Um. So, yeah, the frame rate was tied to the the physics engine, which was also just bizarre. Um, and and people were like, well, you know, it's a beta. They'll, they'll fix it before launch. No, because the and, launch was less than a month away. Yeah, I think the launch was like two weeks after the last beta session or something yes, like that. And, yes, and, the, the first beta were, session was less than a month. Yeah, and there were people that were literally stopped, like, look, guys, you, you need to stop, stop for a second and think about this. How much of this game are they going to be able to change in a month? And if we want to give them the benefit of the doubt, we can say maybe this is an early early version of the game that they're using for stress testing and we're not seeing everything. But sure. The reality is we've this yeah. is probably the release version of the game. Like this yes. is what we're getting in in two to three weeks. Mm -hmm. And then that is exactly what ended up happening is most people are now like, why, why didn't you just come out and be like, Hey, look, we have this game. This is what we want to do. We're going to keep continue building on it. But right now we're going to release it into early access because that's, that's what, what most people is. feel like it, it's basically yeah. an early access game. And there was a weird point at the beginning of December where there was a, a, a patch notes that came out and people were like, wait, there's no way this is it. And they basically bugged Bethesda, like, no, release the full patch notes. And Bethesda released the full patch notes, and it was like 10 pages long of bug fixes or something yeah. ridiculous like yeah. that. Yeah. Which is fine. They would have been fine if they had just said, hey, this is not the quite the finished product yet, but we need to meet a deadline. We're going to release this currently. And in the state as it is, please be patient with us. We will fix it. Problem yeah, solved. And that's also part of the thing is that just the honesty. Yeah. Well, and they've said at times too, that it's like, we're going to have X, Y, and Z, but not at launch, which is like, okay, cool. That you're going to put that yeah. later, which is like the private servers, sure. the community modding, the stuff like that, which is what I'm holding out for. Like, yeah, I was totally mollified by that because I didn't expect that to be in the game at launch. Correct. No one did. You didn't yeah. need to. It's very much like what, what could have happened with Diablo immortal right if they had said hey we're still working on x y and z for diablo titles here's something to tide you over while you're waiting it's a mobile title bear with us yeah nobody would have flipped out yeah so this was going along at its own weird little pace when their first kind of scandal hit which hmm. was there was a collector's edition of this game like there has been with a lot of their other recent games so like with fallout 4 as, as you will know if you go back and check the tapes paul and i both purchased the 
Pip Boy edition. Pip Boy edition of Fallout 4. And it came yes. with what I will refer to as a pretty cheap plastic. Yeah. Yeah. Giant Pip Boy that you put your phone in. People have um, made better versions, 3D printed better versions of it. The only thing that they really couldn't do is the foam inside was pretty high quality. Everything else was cheap as heck. Yeah. Uh, so that would instantly made me shy away from ever buying some weird kitschy collector's edition. But this one, they had a $200 collector's edition. So the, the Pip-Boy... I think it was $120 or $100 somewhere in that neighborhood. It was 100. I might yeah. be wrong though. But the $200 collector's edition for Fallout 76 included a life-size power a armor helmet. Power armor helmet that you can wear. Yeah. And advertised mm. a canvas bag that you could put the helmet in and carry the helmet in. Now the trouble that we run into is the fact that it wasn't canvas at all. They were all nylon. Yeah, it was a. And people were like, I wouldn't carry like an apple in this thing because it would probably rip a hole in it. Because yeah, apparently they were super super cheap. Like it. it they yeah. were like I, a, a coworker <laughs> of mine has the Power Armor Edition. The Power Armor helmet looks pretty sweet. Like she's got it sitting on her shelf above her desk, and it looks pretty nice. The canvas sack looks really poorly made it does not look at all what it should have been and the best part about this is the fact that not only did they not really say mea culpa they offered up 500 atoms of in-game currency first they didn't offer anything they just said that the canvas bags were too expensive to make so they made the decision to switch to an nylon bag right 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 and the 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 public outcry was obviously nerd rage worthy yes it, basically it was people paid two hundred dollars for this thing yeah what are you doing it was still too expensive are you kidding me what was so expensive about it that you spent two hundred dollars on yeah it certainly wasn't the bags yeah but yes, they ended up offering $500 in game currency and people were then subsequently yeah. warned no. saying, hey, if you accept this, you have no legal recourse. Yeah, it was 500 atoms in the in-game store, which is the equivalent of $5. Yes, which honestly pisses me off because honestly, just it, give me regular currency. Why do you need a different in-game currency? Oh, yeah, that's that's a whole different story. But yes. one, one of our mutual friends who is, owns a game studio, one of the, his comments is, this is BS because 500 atoms costs Bethesda $0 to give away. Like, yes, they could give away 50,000 atoms and would take zero hits to their bottom line because, mm-hmm. one, they would actually probably make people happy because they could buy stuff on their in-game store, which we'll get to in a little bit because it has started causing controversies lately. Um, but yeah, so, so they do this. And one of the most ironic things that I love about this is that there is a outfit in fallout 76 that includes a canvas bag a canvas and bag. the 500 atoms does not let you buy a canvas bag in the game. <laughs> it doesn't cover the cost. However, there is a follow-up to this and then the, in a 
an attempt to make things right, they're finally having new canvas bags made. Originally, so they were too expensive, and they swapped to to Nylon to save money, making it sure okay. I can somewhat buy that, but at the same time, you still have to show proof of purchase. And if you yeah. bought it on, so if you bought it on uh, like a website, or if you bought it on like Amazon or or through their e store. You couldn't show proof of purchase. Yes, you can, because you have the receipt that they send you when you make the purchase, like the receipt email. Um, Or you can just go, like, if you buy it on Amazon, you can just print it off. What makes it funny is one of our other friends. Yeah, I remember Colin saying this. Yeah, Colin bought it directly from Bethesda and still had to show proof of purchase to Bethesda to get to claim his canvas bag. But that's not even the half of it. The other part is this the website that they mm-hmm. set up for people to make these claims leaked the private purchasing information of the customers making the claims and even allowed some people to view their other people's orders and even cancel them because someone yep. actually sent a video basically to Bethesda on Twitter I think it was basically like he is just canceling people's orders it was like I probably shouldn't be able to do this should I <laughs> Yeah. Then, <laughs> then, there's still more. There's still more. Yes. They potentially breach European consumer protection laws, European Union because of protection laws, by circumventing data protection to push Zenimax and Bethesda ads directly to customers. That's a big no-no. So, do you remember the 300 million thousand we're updating our privacy policy and mm-hmm. terms of service emails you got. That know, like was the issue that they broke. Ago? Yes. Yeah. That was because of these consumer protection laws where people had to, like these companies had to very, very blatantly and state these things and update mm-hmm. their, you know, people on their thing to make sure that they complied with these laws. And those are the exact same laws that Bethesda has potentially violated by pimping their parent company's advertising to consumers. But wait, there's There's more. more. (laughs) So remember how we were talking about the uh, in-game microtransaction shop? Well, two big, big things that have come up about it. One, they have started pissing off fans because people have noticed that slowly the prices in the in-game store keep creeping up and up Mm -hmm. to the point that there are now there are now things in the in-game store that cost more than the game itself. It's more than the game itself at times, because that's another yeah. thing we could talk about is the fact that the game has been as low as $30 or 20 euros, mm-hmm. uh, less than two weeks from the launch of the game. <laughs> but, but yeah, so there's a U S federal law for, uh, basically fraudulent advertising where it requires that if you have something on sale and you advertise the sale price for something, Mm -hmm. it has to at some point have been on sale at full price. Yes. So rolling into the holiday season, there are multiple things in the in-game store for this Bethesda game that say, Hey, these holiday emotes, they would normally be 2,400 atoms. But right now, for the next 14 days, they're on sale for 50% off for 1,200 atoms. 
But they were never on sale for 2,400 atoms in the first place. Correct. And there's a costume, like a Santa costume too, that's like 2,000 atoms, which is like 20 bucks. Yes. Basically, the breakdown is, I think it, so five, 500 atoms is a $5 purchase. It's 499 mm-hmm. Uh for I think you get a thousand atoms plus 200 bonus atoms. And then for $20, you get 2000 atoms and then like 600 bonus atoms or something ridiculous like that. But yeah, so it's basically, it is a $20 costume for the game. Yeah. Which is almost as much as the game itself. Yes. What? So the fuck I can give you a bigger WTF moment. So the, emotes right Mm -hmm. they don't change the in-game emotes they change an icon that pops up above your head when you do the in-game emotes and they're 10 they're more than 10 dollars. you would have to buy 15 dollars, i think worth of in-game credits to purchase them fantastic fantastic (laughs) and again that is at least a third of the price of the full game yeah for a graphical change for emotes. No, not only not no. I cannot hammer this home enough. It's not the emote itself. It's a it's, little icon hovering above your character's head that you can't even fucking see. Yes. Well, you can if you're in third person mode. Who uses their get out of here? <laughs> Console bleeps. Yes. Whatever. Uh, but so the most recent one that's pissing people off. Yes. Because is, there's a lot. There's a lot. So if you're unfamiliar with the way the internet works, when games come out, especially when there are big modding communities or, you know, it's something like Pokemon Go, mm-hmm. people data mine the game to figure yes. out what they can change and how they can tweak it because that's how the modding community works for yeah. like the the original games did not have actual support. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think Morrowind had, oh no, Morrowind actually had an editor, but Daggerfall did not. Um, but more when was the first one. So people like would literally, they would decompile and data mine the game and try and figure stuff out. Well, apparently one of the data miners found in one of the new patches references and hooks for what are called lunch boxes. And if you are familiar with fallout shelter, Mm -hmm. lunch boxes are the term that they use for they're in-game microtransactions. They're loot boxes. Yes. So there's hooks for these things called lunch boxes. And tied to these hooks are references to experience boosters and perk cards. You know, the perk cards you're supposed to get when you level. Mm-hmm. So they haven't gone live and they may may not. I'll, you know, I'll give Bethesda this. They may not ever go live. But there are references in the code which look like, for 100% perception here, it, they look like pay-to-win loot boxes. Loot boxes that will affect your actual ability to play the game, especially with yes. experience boosters. Now, we've talked to Drew about this some from Pops and Heroes because Drew is playing Fallout 76 where yep. neither of us have pulled the trigger on the game yet because I'm waiting for private servers and community mods, not just the Bethesda store. Um, I'm just not gonna. Yeah. I'm just not. I'll give it a shot when there are private servers and community I'm mods. I'm good. But 
because I figure that's probably at least two years down the road and either the game will be done or it'll actually be in a fully playable state. Um, hmm. But he is, he's kind of told us some, some things about the way the game works. And apparently the max level right now is I think 50, I think is mm-hmm. what he told us. And you can get to max level fairly quickly in the game. So he doesn't, you know, see experience boosters as being like a huge thing that it's going to, you know, really break stuff too badly. Totally makes sense. And, and he, we also talked to him some about like the fact that you can earn atoms in games. So a lot of these prices are probably intentionally inflated because you can actually just earn the credits yourself. Sure. And, and I asked him, well, how long does it take you to make like a thousand atoms in the game? And doing like daily quests and, and missions and stuff, he thinks you could probably do it in two to three days. Of okay sure that makes sense sounds reasonable if you can yeah. grind that much like some of those prices are not as terrible but at face value when you look at some of these things and it's you know a, a costume like a, a basically a costume that kind of resembles a ranger from fallout new vegas without mm-hmm. the armor stuff it's just a cosmetic costume yeah it's 1800 credit 1800 atoms which is you know 20 bucks. bucks yeah basically to buy that amount of credits, you're spending twenty dollars. Mm-hmm. And it's all cosmetic; it doesn't affect yeah, the gameplay at all. That's more expensive than some of the DLC for Fallout Four. Yeah, considering some of the DLC was like ten bucks. Yeah, just like it's crazy, like how expensive some of this stuff is, and like it's people are unhappy with it, and that's what seems to be bad is that like i don't know if bethesda is just so out of touch but some of the stuff like it's not being out of touch it's just they want money well they're they're screwing up like the the eu consumer protection laws the oh yeah that's a huge screw up the sale laws the yeah huge the the pr flop of the canvas bags like (laughs) that could have been handled so much better like but some of this it's like you've been a company for like 20 years. You guys should be better than this. Like you More guys than. should know this stuff. Like you made jokes about some of this stuff prior to the game being released. Like that's the sad part. Like they literally joked about some of this stuff on stage prior to the game being released. It, it was like, uh, Bethesda Softworks is young is three years younger than I am. It is 33 years old. You should know what the fuck you're doing by now. Come on. Especially when you are owned by a giant company like Zenimax Online. Like, yeah. You should have PR people. Like, they can do a better job than this. Like, I don't know. That's why it's WTF Bethesda. It's like, yeah. I like this company. I'm starting to like them less. So, and this is the thing. So, Fallout 4, both of us jumped on it. Like we pre-ordered it day one. Pre-orders were available. Basically, yeah, we were super hyped for it. Yeah, you can check check the tapes. There's tons. Of, like we we have like five hype episodes for the game, and like mm-hmm. two after it was released. And like I mean, it was pretty ridiculous. Um, but like when the next Elder Scrolls game comes out in like ten years, when hmm. Starfield comes out, like six I'm, years, I'm not buying either of those two games until they're released and i can see reviews like i'm just yeah. not going to yeah. even then i'm still i still might wait for a sale 
possibly. I mean, Starfield is a weird thing because like I want to support sci-fi games because there aren't yes. enough good sci-fi RPGs. So it's like I Agreed. really want to jump in on that one on the ground floor, but I don't know if I can. Like I don't know if I. I don't know if I consciously let Bethesda. me. Like yeah, I and I want to. Like I want it to be a great game, but I know yeah. it's going to be a giant buggy mess. So yes, maybe because I Bethesda. Wait. Maybe I wait a month or two for them to patch some of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. We've spent over an hour on this topic. <laughs> I think it's time for the actual 2018 retrospective. Yes. All right. N- enough news. <laughs> Finally. Yes. So I think we're going to do a top four. Yeah. Works for me. <laughs> so he just I don't- deleted one of his off his list. Yeah. <laughs> 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 we're we're having fun here tonight. It's anyway, a good day. Good yeah, day. It's, it's good. We're having fun. It's it's good to be making this show again. So you it know. really is. It's good that the babies are still sleeping. As I check, that out. is that is the best best portion of this show right yes. now. Right. Yes. Okay. So do you want to start with you? You want to start with me? What do you want to do? I'll start mine off. Uh, and this one probably shouldn't be a surprise because we've we have talked about it some on a previous episode. Uh, it's minecraft of all of the weird things for it to be in 2018 i mean if you've really watched any of our streams you probably know that it probably would be minecraft like okay so the update aquatic that came out pretty sweet amazing like it there's so much cool new stuff in this game that Mm -hmm. it's it's just fantastic uh and when you consider the age of the game it's really nice to see such refreshing new content for it yes and one of the really cool things it's done is there's a group of very, very prominent and high level Minecraft players that is called Hermitcraft. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some of the people that play this game are like literally some of the like they're all uh, some of the biggest YouTubers that play. Like one of them is this guy, Mumbo Jumbo, who has more mm-hmm. than two million subscribers on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And because of hermitcraft and because of his redstone videos but Mm -hmm. like some of these guys the stuff that they can do with redstone and the stuff that they can do with building so like there's two of them that are really crazy one of them is this guy grian who also has more than a million subscribers on youtube and one of them is this uh streamer named good times with scar and Mm -hmm. he's actually i i'm not sure if he's fully paraplegic but i know he's in a wheelchair and i know he's disabled and right you know he's a disabled streamer and gamer and you know cool dude freaking hilarious uh but their new series because they restarted a new season of their show hermitcraft uh and their server when the update aquatic went live when it finally got fully released Mm -hmm. and it has been some of the most fun stuff I have watched on YouTube. I can't tell you the number of hours I've spent watching them play Minecraft, like not even me playing, just watching their videos and the crazy stuff that they do because holy crap, do they do crazy stuff that like takes, they built a farm for guardians Mm -hmm. uh, at a, at a ocean monument. It took them 38 hours to make the farm. Hmm. two guys spent 38 hours straight playing the game to make the farm 
Jesus. So like, I mean, that's the example of like just how crazy some of this stuff is like just these super massive things. And it's just the fact that this game has been going on for like 10 years, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And they've, they have more new stuff coming. They're redoing all of the villages by the end of, by next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just had a big update that added pandas to the game and bamboo and new cats. Mm-hmm. And it's, they're constantly adding new stuff, which is amazing that Microsoft has been doing this and Mojang has been doing this, but like, I don't see it going away anytime soon. And it, it's pretty amazing that they've been doing it and what they're doing with it. So. That's going to be the my first of the the top games of the year. Yeah. I'm not putting th- them in any specific order. So see, I am. I'm going to oh, be yeah. honest with you. My number one, and this, like, I'm going to go down the list because I feel like my number one is just I can't stop raving about it. I started talking to you about it when I first started playing it. Spider Man for PS4. It is an incredible game. It takes everything good that Spider Man Two did and turns it up to eleven. So the story is incredible, top-notch, 100%, just a great story. Spider-Man takes on the Sinister Six with a few tweaks in the roster. It's just, from there, it it pipes up a sequel for it. I'm not going to do much in the way of spoilers because as much as I love the game, I don't, I don't like spoiling anything for anyone. Yep. 100%, go play it. If you need to, PS4s are fairly inexpensive nowadays. Purchase that. Purchase Spider Man just for, just for the splash purpose of playing this game. It is that good. Like I'm advocating spending two hundred fifty to three hundred dollars just to play this single game. Yeah, it's I, that good. There are actually a couple of games now on the PlayStation that I would actually consider purchasing now, which is kind of scary. Spider Man, Last of Us. Uh, for me, uh, it it is I uh, Spider Man. Uh. What is the other Last of Us should be in there, though. God of War. Yeah, absolutely. War. I, I honestly Luke, haven't Luke played that. Looks yet. really amazing. Oh, it does absolutely. But It'll probably be on my 2019 list. But that's the funny part. It's like there's a handful of games for the PS4 that look really good, and there's a handful of games for the Switch that look really good. And so I've been nope. tempted to get both of them, which you know I can't afford either. So I don't know when that's gonna happen. You know what the best part is? The one I've been most anticipating for this year still hasn't come out. Well, the, that was the the biker zombie game. Oh yeah, yeah. I can't remember what it was called. Um, uh, Days Gone. Days Gone. Yes, it just came to me as well. Um, I'm still looking forward to that, but at this point, my excitement is so tempered because it has been so long since E3 2017. Yes. Yeah, that was last year, last E3, that they that they hyped that up, and it looked amazing. Like the gameplay looked incredible. Nice. Where is it? I don't know. Anyway, next up in your list. So just just as a reference, it looks like you can walk into any GameStop in the country right now and pick up a PS4 for two hundred and thirty dollars plus tax. Yeah. Okay, fine. Two hundred and seventy dollars for Spider Man. Two hundred eighty, I guess. Point is, play it. Go now. Purchase. <laughs> yeah, that, but that was just. I just wanted to check to see like how crazy it is and uh, not bad not a bad price yeah uh a slim one of the newer ones is mm-hmm. 300 so and even then you really don't need that um yeah. even with the 4k tv and the 4k resolution blah 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 you're not going to notice much difference 
get the original base edition. It's really good. Purchase Spider-Man. That's my point. It is so good. Go buy it. Why are you still here? I mean, listen to the rest of the episode, then go buy it. Take it with you. I mean, we're portable. Go with, take it, take us with you. Indeed. And take it in the car. All right. So for me, the next one is going to be one that we've already actually talked about a lot. So I won't go into too much depth with it. Uh, The South Park, the Fractured Butthole. It's a freaking amazing RPG. I laughed. We did a full episode on it. Way too much on it. Yeah. I I can extol its virtues again if necessary, but I'm I'm not going to do too much. It's it's South Park. If you like South Park humor, you're going to love this game. Mm-hmm. If you love RPGs, you'll probably love this game, and maybe maybe or maybe not like the South Park humor. But even it, if you don't like the South Park humor, it's still a very solid game. Yeah, like that's one. Well, I think we went into before. Like it's a great little game. It just you know it depends on your sense of humor or not. If you like crass humor about farting and buttholes and 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 buttholes um yeah it's it's great i think it's definitely worth picking up especially since i'm sure it's cheap and actually mm-hmm. that reminds me that since the winter sale is going on right now i should check the price of dlc for that game <laughs> i was i was gonna mention the winter sale but at the same time this is gonna be long over by the time this episode goes live yes yes but for for you know pulling back the curtains it is you know uh, uh, Two new holidays. Yes, it is a new holiday that I've learned of today called Christmas Adam. Um, yeah, because it comes okay. before Eve. God, yeah. and Eve is left unsatisfied. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, and this will probably come out uh, mid to late January. So, yeah. Anyway, moving Yay. along. Uh, next one for me is probably the Last of Us Remaster. The Last of Us, in freaking incredible game, mm-hmm. just a notch below Spider-Man in story and gameplay. The gameplay is a little bit less tight than Spider-Man's gameplay. It's still fun, but it's mostly gunplay and slight melee combat. It's still play it for the story. Everything about that story is incredible. I was literally sitting there like, oh my God, oh my God, is this person dead? Oh my God. And I actually, I had to fight myself not to look it up to make sure that this, this main character was not dead because that's how much I had attached myself to this character. I don't, I'm trying to be as vague as possible in spoilers because I want people to purchase a PS4 and play this game. <laughs> this is a running theme with you so far. Uh, this is the last one, I promise. Because the other two, <laughs> the other two that I have are available on multiple platforms. Although one of them is primarily a PC platform, because the other things about it are really shitty on the other consoles. I'm sorry. Yeah, it happens. So my third third game I'm going to toss out there is uh, Vainglory, which is a uh, mobile and now PC. There is, I think, it might be in beta now, but I think it, it, last time I checked, it was still in alpha. Uh, they mm-hmm. have a PC client for uh the game it's a moba so kind of like league of legends but a little different um but i know the pc client is good enough that at their like a big recent tournament that they did they had a uh like kind of an all-star competition where five of the guys played on pc versus five guys playing on tablets so that'll you know how'd that go Five people playing on Razor Blades, five people playing on Razor phones because it was sponsored by Razor. Um, sure. So how'd that go? Uh, I 
don't actually know the outcome of that game. Okay. But yeah, but it was just kind of an interesting concept that, you know, sure. that that's what they, their goal for the game down the road is that people play it on whatever platform they're most comfortable, even when you're playing it professionally on stage. Like if you, yeah, you want to, if you want a computer, use a computer. If you want a phone, use a phone. If you want a tablet, use a tablet, you know, use whatever, whatever is most comfortable for you. That's great. I'm, I I'm love that fan, idea. I'm a fan of the tablet controls for, you know, personally, because it's basically like you, you, you touch the person you want to attack. You, you touch the ability you want to use to, you know, set it off. And yeah. Yeah. It's, it's pretty good. If, if, and it's not going to, but if Diablo had those style controls, it would be an amazing game, but Diablo Immortal. Like if they had the same control scheme, but, but it's, it's not going to, I could just tell you right now, it's not going to, because they're going to have like a little fake joystick and fake buttons on the sides, which is terrible controls. But that game's for China, not for the U.S., so don't play it. Pretty much is, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of market share to be made in China, and Blizzard's going after it. And in fact, they're pulling back most of their teams from PC development to develop for mobile. Yep. Thanks, Blizzard. Yep. Anyway, uh, next up for me is the PUBG improvements. Honestly, I was I've been impressed as hell with what's been going on from Blue Hole. It's such a weird weird phrase to say it's okay to laugh because i intentionally phrased it that way speaking of south park humor yes um but i've been impressed as hell with what's been going on with pubg like they've done a lot i know that fixed pubg was a joke of a campaign people made so much jokes about it so much humor was went into the hey you didn't really fix anything blah 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 but have you played lately because they did a lot to fix like there's been a lot of improvements to it in they had Sanok that came out as well as um, Vikendi. Sanok being a uh, kind of um, Vietnam sort of uh, tropical rainforest type of map and Vikendi being a sort of Russia, like Siberia type of map with a bunch of snow. Really, really cool. Like I've been thoroughly impressed with what they've done to not only improve how smooth the game is, the frame rate's been up, the net code's been been solid. I haven't been killed by desync in a very long time, and they've gotten tons of new weapons. I've been really impressed. The only downside is the fact that they once again monetized it with uh, battle pass type of like Fortnite ish battle pass type of mm. thing, which I'm not super impressed with. But I understand why they're doing it. I don't like it, but it's there. You don't have to pay it. You can if you want. It doesn't actually affect anything in the game. It's just cosmetic stuff, so I can't really complain too much. Yeah, uh, that is actually the one complaint I've actually heard about PUBG is that there's no actual progression system in the game. No, there's because not. It's, it's basically like you can you level get, up, but it doesn't do anything. You get loot crates, mm -hmm. but you can't open them unless you buy a key. Yeah. So you can. Yeah. Th there is a there is a battle pass progression system now. It doesn't okay. do anything, but you can do it. It's just there. Do you unlock loot with it? Like. You can, yeah. You do you do unlock loot with it, but it's just yeah. cosmetic shit. I mean, it's it's there, it exists. Yeah. I don't really care about it. I don't care about the loot, the the progression. I just I'm just there to have fun and kill people. Yeah, I can see that. The really weird out of context quote you guys can use with whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Please I'll use that. Please extract, don't do that. <laughs> I'll extract it and put it in the show notes. <laughs> don't do that. 
Don't do that. Don't <laughs> do that. All right. So my last one, we've already discussed a little bit. Pretty heavily. Uh, yeah. This is the Elite Dangerous and all of the changes they made. They they basically pushed out an entire expansion, like four giant massive updates to the game mm-hmm. in this year, like starting yeah. in January. And like it, it's nuts, like how much that game has changed and how much fun it is. Yeah. And how much I still enjoy it. Awesome. My last one is honestly, I've heard it called the best game nobody played because it sort of flew into the radar with the with Mad Max Fury Road. The game Mad Max. Uh someone steals his car, he's out to get it back, and that's the premise of the game. It's honestly the combat is tight. It's by WB Studios, the guys, same people who made uh, Middle Earth, Shadow of Mordor, and Shadow of War. And I think it was eclipsed by the all the horrendous bullshit that Shadow of, of War mm-hmm. had with the loot box system. I think it that, that Mad Max was eclipsed by that. And honestly, people have a sour taste in their mouth from uh, movie tie-in games. And this is technically a movie tie-in from yeah. because it, it follows the events of Mad Max Fury Road. It's... I, it's not better than the film, but it is a worthy quote unquote sequel. I liked it a lot. I'm still liking it. Like I will go back and play it a little bit here and there, even after I've beaten the game. Yeah. Really fun. I, I remember showing you a clip from when I fired a harpoon into someone's head from the car, pulled him out of the car. And then when I pulled the harpoon from him, he just went shooting off into the distance. Yes. there. It is in the show notes from episode one of this second season. So yeah, it is a thoroughly enjoyable game. Um, You can probably pick it up fairly cheap, even without the winter sale. Play it, grab yourself an Xbox controller or a steam controller. It's, it's much more friendly with a controller, but it's a really, really fun game. Thoroughly enjoyable. Would recommend. All right. So what was your biggest disappointment of the year? biggest disappointment so it's not going to be surprising but the reason why is going to be surprising okay so my biggest disappointment of this year has been sea of thieves that's not surprising that exactly that's not surprising a lot of people are disappointed by the game thoroughly My, my disappointment has been that like for the most part all of my issues with the game have just been connection issues. Like I have had a heart, like every time I try to play it, it's been super laggy, like to the point that I rubber band off of boats. And that's pretty important in a game where, you know, where your boat is your life, you crew the boat. So I have to move around on the boat to steer, to adjust the sails, to drop Mm -hmm, anchor, mm -hmm. like to check the map, to load treasure. Like it's, it's a little important, right? So yeah like i i love the fact that like stealth under the radar like rare has been adding a ton of crap to this game like there's so much stuff out there in the ocean for you to deal with now i love the idea of it but if i can't freaking play the game yeah what's the point none of that stuff matters right i love the idea of the game but the execution has been horrendous it was. It's very much like the Fallout 76. They came out with a bare bones thing, 
gave it to the gave it to the consumer, and here you go. Here's a full fledged title. They built a they built a bicycle when they when we wanted a motorcycle. <laughs> kind of, yeah. And that's the same thing that happened with No Man's Sky. It's very similar. Like No Man's Sky got a ton of updates. People have been pretty happy playing it years later. Yeah. However, it's kind of too little, too late for me. I have no interest in it. Yeah, I I do like because the game is it's still a absolutely beautiful game. But if like they can get their server connection issues, I'm, I'm sorry. You can be the prettiest car in the lot, but if you got a V2 engine, I'm not going to drive you. But I don't think it has a V2 engine anymore. Like that's the thing. Like it it has a ton of stuff now that it it's, did not have when it launched. I, I realize again, that, but it's too little, too late. So that's one of the three companies i can think of you have bethesda you have rare and you have hello <laughs> games that should have just said hey by the way early and, access yeah. And blizzard yeah <laughs> and blizzard they could have done the same thing with uh, diablo immortal saying hey we're still working on diablo 4 chill out for a hot minute we know you want it here's something to tide you over and that honestly would have been great that would have been fine people yeah. would have been fine with with diablo immortal indeed but they pooped the bed so hard, the bed has just become the poop. Yes. <sighs> By contrast, my biggest disappointment, my teammates in Overwatch that aren't part of my group. <laughs> Jokes aside, uh, FIFA 19 has been a pretty big disappointment. They've done really nothing to add to the Pro Clubs mode, which is what I really primarily play play it for, which is pro clubs being that you can go online with all of your friends, create a, a squad of teammates and play against other people. Tons of fun, great mode, great idea, great concept. Okay. Execution. They've done nothing but add to ultimate team, which is their moneymaker. That's yeah, yeah. where their microtransactions come from, et cetera, et cetera. And it's been very disappointing to see such a great potential mode be squandered for another year. Mm -hmm. I agree. How about I... your most anticipated of next year? So mine has two answers. <laughs> One of them, which I, like, I, I count, but I don't count because I already own the game. I just haven't been able to play it because of, again, connection issues. Sure. Uh, is Atlas, which was announced at the Video Game Awards and it's by the people who made Ark Survival Evolved. And I'm curious. It is basically you take Ark, you add a Nikes load more players, <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> you make the map ridiculously bigger. Um, it is huge. Oh, it is! It is bonkers huge, like mm -hmm. immense. It, it's a hundred it's if you made it if it's a square which the map is a square each side of the square is 130 miles damn it it has more surface area than denmark <laughs> which is crazy it's 16,900 square miles yes it is it's ridiculous um but it's a pirate MMO at its heart. Like that's mm -hmm. the, the game that they're putting out as a pirate MMO called Atlas. Mm -hmm. It has full modding tools from the get-go. Sure. 
And one of the things that they show in their three minute trailer is that it can be used to make giant war games. So they have footage at the end of it of tanks and like World War II airplanes flying around and shooting because that's what the engine is made for. But it is okay. But the idea of Atlas, like the actual base game that you're playing, is it's a crafting game. So it's it's a lot like Ark. So you you mm -hmm. collect materials and you make stuff and you get skills and blah 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 blah. And there sure, there are sure. things to hunt and fight which get super crazy, like giant hydras and fire demons. And mm -hmm. pretty sure I've seen a T Rex, which you know made people laugh because of Ark has yeah dinosaurs. Uh, but there's like a Medusa and like all kinds of crazy stuff like that. Um, and yeah, there's just this huge map to sail around and all of these islands. And there are islands in Ark that are, are in uh, Atlas that are the size of the island in Ark Survival Evolved. Good Lord. So like that's how big the game is. <laughs> it's like 400 times the size of Ark, I think is what they said. Something ridic some ridiculous number like that. Like it's just a massive, massive game. Um, yeah. But it's an MMO, and it's a, they're going the uh, Eve online route of having everyone play on like the same shard or whatever. And mm -hmm. their goal in the end is to support 40,000 people in one game. Mm, okay but, but they also offer private servers and like it's going to be like arc and you can just have a server and your you and your friends can play privately on that server which yeah could I mean, be a lot of fun like if, yeah i'm 100 in on that <laughs> however yeah but it's been having connection issues because the game came out yesterday <laughs> so it, it's there yeah. it's a thing but my real most anticipated game is The Outer Worlds by Obsidian, which was also announced at the Video Game Awards. And right. remember what I said about sci-fi games? It is a yep. space RPG by Obsidian. And a couple of the big shots that they threw out at the Video Game Awards in their trailer, which was amazing. Go out, The trailer is in the show notes. Just go look sure, at it. Sure, sure. Um, they they stated that it's from the original creators of Fallout. Yep. And the creators of Fallout New Vegas. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like right in the trailer. Just a giant middle finger to Bethesda. I and, loved everything about that. And, and Pete Hines was one of the presenters at the Game Awards, which is what made it funnier. Because, mm -hmm. yeah, Bethesda was literally in the house. In a just, way. just this. Yeah, it, it was great. Um, but yeah, it, it looks amazing. It looks hilarious. Uh, I can't wait for it to come out, and it's supposed to come out later this year. Uh, I actually don't know a release date for it, so let me see if they actually have announced one while we're uh, is there a release date while we're since we're here. You know, yeah. I mean, why not? Yeah. So I'll, I'll look it up. And you, what game are you most anticipating for uh, twenty nineteen? Resident Evil Two, the remake. I'm excited pumped everything i see every scrap of information i get i am just thrilled for i've i've loved resident evil since the original resident evil back on playstation one hell i loved it when it was um oh god what was that freaking title on nintendo uh ooh, 
I can't remember what the title was. Anyway, there was a Nintendo title. God. No, I was just Shoot. waiting, trying to think of the Nintendo title. I couldn't think oh, of it. Oh, God. I can't remember what it's called. I don't know. But there, there is no release date for uh, Outer Worlds yet. It is just 2019. Darn. That sucks. It's called Sweet Home. I had to Google it. Sorry. <laughs> um, I, I'm, I'm so pumped for Resident Evil 2. I love everything about the franchise. Well, I mean, some things are better than others, but I'm excited because it's essentially remade in the style of Resident Evil 4, 5, and 6. Uh, less so 7, because I think 7 was a first-person game. I haven't played it yet. But anyway, I'm thrilled for Resident Evil 2 remake. 7 is weird because it had a VR mode. Yeah. It is definitely first-person. I'm looking forward to playing it though. I'm probably going to play that on stream. Which one? Seven or seven? Well, yes. <laughs> Cause I do want to play both on stream. Anyway, anything else you want to add before we uh, sign off for the evening? Oh no, just the outer worlds trailer is running silently on my other monitor. And it's like, Oh, this is looks so amazing. Okay. Since, uh, <laughs> since shop is incredibly distracted right now, I'm going to give us the outro. If you want to contact us at all through email, if that's your preferred thing, give us a podcast at ludicartgaming.com. I have an email over there. If you want to email me, it is at P-A-U-L-C-L-E-W-E-L-L on Twitter. Uh, Chop runs the at Ludicart account on Twitter and also his own at Chop the Viking. If you want to check out um, me playing some Overwatch or Resident Evil 2 when it comes out, uh, it is twitch.tv slash what's Paul playing today. And uh, Chop plays, you're Monday, Wednesday, Friday now? Uh, by the time this goes out, I will have switched to my new schedule, which is going to be Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays. Okay. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday at twitch.tv slash chop the Viking. And if you want to check us out on any other social media, Facebook, uh, the dying Google Plus, check us out in the show notes at uh, lodocartgaming.com. And if you love us, please consider leaving a review on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or whatever the hell you're listening to us on. You could probably listen to us on a phone if you really want to. You know, like the ones from 1976, the ones in the big briefcase. It really does help the people find the show. And it is the biggest thing you can do to help out the show right now because we do not pay to advertise currently. Also, please check out our Patreon. It is at patreon.com slash loadedcartgaming. Do you have the store currently up? Uh, it will be up by the time this goes out. So yeah, go to, uh, it'll probably be loadedcartgaming.com slash merch. And uh, that there'll be links to all of the stuff you can buy there. Perfect. And if you have anything else? Nope, that should be it. Awesome. Folks. Thank you so much for listening. We're looking forward to an amazing 2019. We love you. And here is some smooth jazz to play you out. care about the loot the the progression i just i'm just there to have fun and kill people